Welcome back to Topless Government. This show is a cross between schoolhouse rock and civics for the masses. I want to make this show relatable and fun for everyone who would like to learn more about how your government works. Remember, knowledge is power, people. So my citizen legislators, let's get started. I am your host, Crystal Ellerby. This is Topless Government. Look, I live, breathe, eat, and sleep politics. I've done two tours of duty in the U.S. House of Representatives and in the U.S. Senate. I've had the privilege of working in state and local governments, corporate America, and several lobbying firms here in Washington, D.C. This is the second season, people, of topless government. Can you believe it? And I will continue to discuss topics that are top of mind to everyone and provide some insight on how your government works. As always, I would be pleased if you would subscribe, rate, share, and review the show. My citizen legislators, you know the speaker's race is over after all the ball busting and brawling on the House floor in the early hours of Saturday, January 7th. I know y'all were watching it because so was I. And I have to tell you, the following Monday, the House started on January 9th to vote on the rules package. HRES 5, adopting the rules of the House of Representatives for the 118th Congress and for other purposes, AKA for y'all in layman's terms, House Rules Package for the 118th Congress. I'm just gonna skip right to what the final vote count was. The final vote count was 220 to 213 and there was, no, there was not gonna be any other way that it was gonna go. However, one Republican voted with the Democrats. Republican Tony Gonzalez, he represents the 23rd Congressional District in Texas. Now, Representative Gonzalez is a member of the Bipartisan Problem Solvers Caucus, and he denounced some of Speaker McCarthy's concessions to the 21 conservative agitators that he thought went too far. Specifically, I'm, okay, I'm just going to go into it making it easier to oust McCarthy as speaker. Now in the package of the rule changes, McCarthy and the Freedom Caucus negotiated for the 118th Congress, a provision allowing, get this, a single lawmaker to force a floor vote to oust McCarthy as speaker. Think about that citizen legislators, think about that long and hard. One member can force a House floor vote to oust the speaker. And I'm gonna give you a legislative procedure terminology. It's called the motion to vacate the chair. I, I can't even make this stuff, stuff up people, but this is what he negotiated with uh, the, the Freedom Caucus. Another rule change secured by the conservatives would ban the practice of automatically raising the federal debt ceiling when Congress passes a budget resolution. Now, Congress is supposed to pass a budget resolution every Congress. Sometimes they don't, sometimes they will deem it as passed, which is a deeming resolution. But this is a part of the rules package that passed on January 9th. 
I'm going to get into in another episode about the federal debt ceiling and raising it. So look, this is what this is what it means. This particular provision in the House Rules Package for the 118th Congress. This means the House and Senate will need to take a separate vote to hike the nation's borrowing limit. In addition, the Republicans are also demanding massive spending cuts in exchange um, in exchange for the uh, raising the debt ceiling. Now I'm talking about cutting mandatory programs, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. I could go on, but let's delve in further with the other rule changes that are in the package. Here's another one. Requiring the new spending has to be offset with cuts elsewhere in the budget. So instead of using PAYGO, they're going to be using CUTGO. Requiring that lawmakers get 72 hours to read a bill before it's brought to the House floor. Okay, I can totally get with that. This is what they're trying to, they, when they talk about regular order. I can totally get with that because as a former Hill staffer, we had to read these bills like the day before or, or the night before, and there would be thousands of pages. You know, like those omnibus appropriation bills or, you know, like the highway bill being reauthorized. Those are thousands of pages. They eliminated proxy or remote voting. None of that anymore in the 118th Congress. Um, also in the rules package, um, allowing the House to vote to create, now get this, a select subcommittee focused on investigating the origins of the pandemic and the quote unquote weaponization of the federal government. People, I can't make this up. I cannot make this up. But one other thing, the last one that I'm going to tell you about really concerns me. And I'm going to go into why. Gutting the Office of Congressional Ethics, the nonpartisan people independent office that investigates lawmakers. They gutted that office. And you know what? I, I just, yeah. So my citizen legislators, there you have it. This is what Speaker McCarthy conceded. So he could have the job he has always pined away for since being elected to Congress in 2006. My citizen legislators, there is so much to unpack here. I just want to talk about the last provision in the rules package, the gutting of the Office of Congressional Ethics. Essentially what McCarthy is trying to do, this is an attempt to keep the razor thin non-seat GOP majority intact. So you're telling me no investigations against Representative George Santos? Republican from the state of New York for the third congressional district or whatever name he's going by these days. And oh, by the way, did you see the picture of him in drag when he was in Brazil? But he's denying that as well. I could go on and on and on. But people, I'm going to tell you this. This rules package is dangerous. It is dangerous on so many different levels. But this is how your government is going to operate. Or should I say, this is how the House of Representatives is going to operate for the next two years. This is the 118th Congress. And I got to tell you, we're going to be in for a world of trouble. The fact that they want to put together a new subcommittee on the weaponization of the federal government. I have not heard anything just so dastardly disgusting. 
they're angry because the Biden-Harris administration is getting things done. And the Republicans don't like what this administration has done. I get that. I, I, I get policy disagreements, but we're, this is going beyond policy. This is going into the cultural wars, people. I mean, they are now going to haul up every member of the Biden-Harris administration, all, the, the cabinet-level secretaries. They're going to start off with Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, because of what happened about a week ago, because there was a, um, there was a stoppage of all air flights, all, all flights, because there was a problem with a corrupt file. And apparently there was a FAA contractor that, that, that made this happen. And so now you got House and Senate people are talking about hauling Secretary Buttigieg up to the Hill. I get it. I totally get it. You know, when he was um, going through the confirmation process two years ago, a lot of the members on the Commerce Science, Senate's Commerce Science and Transportation Committee felt that he was not qualified to be Secretary of Transportation. Really? Okay. He's a former mayor of a, mid, of a Midwestern town. City, should I say. So y'all mean to tell me that he wasn't qualified? I, I, I'm sorry. Okay, whatever. I, I just, you know, I, I get, you know, everybody wants to know what happened. I get it. I really, really do. But people, we have so much on our plate that, that our country has to deal with. And for the next two years, it's going to be investigations upon investigations. I will say this. Okay. January 20th, 2023 is the second anniversary of the inauguration of President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. And this morning, the White House had... Um, they did a briefing on it and they rattled off all their successes, you know, um, the bipartisan infrastructure law, uh, inflation reduction act, the chips and science act, you know, ARPA, which helped, you know, all of us get through the pandemic. Well, hell we still in the pandemic, but you know, I digress house rules package. It passed. There's still a lot of moderate Republicans that are not happy with this. For the simple fact, when they do, when the House does pass a budget resolution, and by the way, the budget resolution does um, is just an internal document. It's a guide for the House and Senate to start the appropriations process, to come up with a top line number in order to fund the federal government for fiscal year 2024. It doesn't have the enforcement of law. It's just a guiding document, but it's an important guidance document for the simple fact, as I said, top line number is a part of that process. And the budget process actually starts when the president submits his budget request, which is supposed to be the first Monday of February. Now I've been hearing that the president will likely submit his FY 2024 budget request probably the second week of February. He is going to, he has been invited by the Speaker of the House to give his State of the Union address, joint session of Congress, on February 7th. And people, if y'all want me to do a live episode of the State of the Union, please let me know. 
I would like for you to reach out to me on TikTok. Uh, reach out to me at toplessgovernment at gmail.com because my citizen legislators, I want you to see this up close and personal. And I truly hope that C-SPAN is given better access when it comes to the movement of the cameras. Majority of the time, the cameras are static and they're positioned in certain ways. But as you will recall, during the 15 manual roll call votes for the election of the speaker, it was different. You could see everything. And you know what? Americans need to see that. We as taxpayers, taxpayers, we need to see that because we pay their salaries. We need to see more transparency. We need to see how the sausage is made, even though it's ugly. And y'all saw how ugly it was those five days in early January. So I don't know what else I could say about the House Rules Package is that it's done, but it's going to cause a lot of headaches because it's going to force, you know, separate votes on the budget. Um, and you would think, you know, there's a long history about, you know, raising the debt ceiling. And I'm going to go into that just a little bit. So remember when Barack Obama was president and he had, he had to negotiate with the House Republicans when they were in the majority? And if y'all recall, that ended up with President Obama giving away more than he should have. The reason why I'm bringing this up is for the following reason. Is because this White House and this president, this administration, has made it clear that it's not going to negotiate. It is non-negotiable. Now, I've read in the press that Speaker McCarthy has reached out to the White House and has asked that they start negotiating. For what? Why negotiate? You've already given the power to the fiscal conservatives, the agitators, those that, you know, that made you wait. 15 manual roll call votes to be elected speaker. Like why, why, why would the white house want to negotiate with you? Why would they want to do that? And here's another thing. And y'all need to remember this as well. My citizen legislators during the Trump administration, debt ceiling was raised smoothly people smoothly. Now, all of a sudden they back in power, public house Republicans are back in power. They they don't want to just do a simple up or down vote or do it under, you know, suspension of the rules or in the Senate, you know, they do it by unanimous consent, whatever. The fact remains is this. If we default, that is going to cause major havoc. It's going to cause major havoc in the stock market in your 401ks, and I have two 401ks, people. And I, you know what? I, they better not be messing with my my um my retirement money. No, no, no. All I'm gonna tell you is this: folks have been saying, in, 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 in all likelihood, this will not happen. But the scenario is this: for the next several months, four to five months, this is going to be the drama. And this is a drama that the House Republicans decided 
to dream up. This is how they want to govern people. And I'm going to tell you this right now. Elections have consequences. Now, they have a razor-thin nine-seat majority, people. Nine seats. McCarthy cannot afford to lose anybody from the Republican conference. Maybe, you know, one, two, three. But all I'm telling you, a scenario of this could happen. There could be other moderate Republicans within the Republican conference. They may decide to join the Democrats. And then you'll see what happens. I mean, all I got to say is this is going to be a bumpy road. No, or as no, Betty Davis said, and all about Lee, all about Eve. And okay, I love old black and white movies. This is going to be a bumpy ride, people. This is going to be a bumpy ride. But I want to go into something that Stephen Dennis, he's a reporter with Bloomberg Government. He put out an article yesterday entitled, What's the Debt Ceiling? And Will the U.S. Raise It? A quick take. So he talks about like, here's one question. Well, he poses several questions in this article. Why is there a debt ceiling? Well, guess when it was created? And I didn't even know this, my citizen legislators. And see, I learned stuff too from my own podcast. And I'm here, I'm still, I can still learn. I can still be educated. I can still be trained. So the creation of the debt ceiling, it was created in 1917. And it was, and the reason why it was created, just think about 1917. It, it was made easier to finance World War One. And so what they were doing, they were grouping bonds in different categories. That's what they were doing. And it was easing the burden on Congress to approve each bond separately. So think about this as well. With World War II um, looming in 1939, Congress created it, that first aggregate debt limit. And then they gave the Treasury Department wide latitude on what bonds to issue. Raising the ceiling lets the government borrow to cover up the gap between spending and taxes already approved by Congress. We all learned something new today, people. I did not know that. I, I had no idea. So second question that Stephen Dennis, the reporter from Bloomberg government posed in his article. <sighs> when did it become a political issue? My citizen legislators. Yeah, listen to this. The limit was routinely raised without incident until 1953. Oh yeah, okay. So that was the year that the approval of the debt ceiling was upheld in the Senate in an attempt to rein in President Dwight Eisenhower. Okay, because he requested an increase to enable construction of the national highway system. Now, my citizen legislators, the national highway system, this was the beginning of the highway bill. 
the highway bill was created our interstate highway system, the national highway system. So this is an annual authorization bill that comes, that has to be reauthorized like every four to five years. Sometimes it's been six years, but this is, this is, this is how the sausage is made. But this is, this is some good stuff from Stephen De, um, Dennis from Bloomberg government. And I appreciate it because I want y'all to understand what is going on. So this is when it became political and it hasn't stopped since. But just think about the fact in that rules package, they got to do a separate vote, House and Senate, after they vote on a budget resolution. And remember, it doesn't have the enforcement of law. It does not. So want to talk about when the biggest fights were? And actually, I remember this. I remember this. <coughs> biggest fights occurred um, surrounding the debt ceiling in 1995 and early 1966. And you want to know why I remember that, my citizen legislators? Because that was when your host of topless government was working for the United States Senator Frank Murkowski from Alaska, Republican from Alaska. Oh, yes, my people. Oh, yes. And this is when President Clinton was in office. And also remember, you know, the whole thing with the intern, Monica Lewinsky. I'm not going to go there, but I'm just giving you context of the situation. But this is when, this is where, like, what were the biggest fights? This is it. I'm relaying this to you because the simple fact, the rules package is now going to start a drama that is going to be created by the House Republicans and probably potentially some Senate Republicans. But I heard that um, Senate Majority Leader, I'm sorry, Senate Ma Minority Leader, Mitch McConnell, Republican from Kentucky, said we were not going to, the U.S. is not going to default on its debt. Ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And remember, I had mentioned early on when um, President Barack Obama was in office, and this was in 2013, when um, the Republicans tried to repeal the Affordable Care Act. And, you know, y'all don't want no, y'all don't want no, um, government shutdown. I certainly don't because I've gone through it. But I just wanted to give y'all a little bit of context of, you know, how the rules package is going to impact ordinary citizens, my citizen legislators, because this this is this is unreal. I mean, it really, really is. I mean, it is what it is because Speaker Kevin McCarthy had has always wanted to be speaker. He was a former um, congressional staffer. Uh, he worked for the former um, House Ways and Means Committee chairman. And I, I, this is what he always wanted to do. This was what he always wanted to do. Well, you got what you wanted, Mr. Speaker. I hope you're happy. The rules package is, is, is going to, you know, create all kinds of consternations. It just is. And it's unfortunate, but, you know, House Republicans are back in the majority, even though it's a razor thin majority of nine seats. But nonetheless, it's back. They're back in power. But 
with all that said, I want y'all to keep an eye out on how the 118th Congress governs, specifically in the House of Representatives. Now, in the Senate, you know, Senate Democrats have the majority, uh, one seat. Um, she who should not be named, the gentlewoman from the state of Arizona decided to become independent after the runoff of the gentleman from Georgia won a full term in the Senate. So, you know, y'all do the math. All I got to say is this. The next two years are going to be interesting. We need to stay vigilant. We need to stay informed. And that's, you know, that's the reasoning behind topless government. It just is. Um, I want you to be informed and to just understand what's going on. Um, in my show notes, I do have um, several links to articles uh, about the House um, GOP new rules, you know, some articles from politico.com. Um, there are some CRS reports. You know, again, there are a lot of changes in here. I mean, there are a lot of changes in here um, from rollcall.com. Y'all take a look at the um, at these articles and just get a better sense. And also go on congress.gov and they have a link to the CRS reports, <clears throat> excuse me. And you can type in, you know, rules of the house, 118th Congress. So I would, you know, check those out. Please check those out because this is something that's going to end. This is going to impact how house Republicans govern for the next two years. Now, remember house Democrats are in the minority. So they're the loyal opposition and, you know, it's not much that they can do to stem I the legislative process in the House because majority rules in the House. I mean, same thing in the Senate. In the Senate, though, one senator can muck things up, you know, because everything is done by unanimous consent. But also remember this, you know, rules of debate go through the House Rules Committee. And one of the other things within the rules package, I believe, the House Rules Committee, you know, I think that they're going to do a lot of open rules on appropriation bills. I don't have a problem with that, but I think that that's going to um, that's going to backfire because there will be hundreds of amendments. Because think about this. You have to submit the amendments to the Rules Committee. Then the Rules Committee holds a hearing on it. And then, you know, everybody has to come up and testify and defend their amendment. And then the rules committee makes, you know, they do a markup and then they make a decision on what type of rule they're going to have. Either it's going to be an open rule, modified closed rule or closed rule. Now, I'm going to tell you this, the rules package that was debated under a closed rule. And then also the 72 hours for members of the House to review a bill before it goes to the floor. Yeah. No, 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 no. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. Didn't happen at all. And it's just curious, you know, Republicans were like, oh, well, oh, well, you know, we want to get it done, you know, because again, yeah. So like I said, so Speaker McCarthy, 
was voted on the wee morning hours of Saturday, June. I mean, I'm sorry, January 7th. Do the math. Monday, January 9th is when they voted on the rules package. Is that is that 72 hours? No, 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 no. One seventy-two hours. One seventy-two hours. But I would strongly recommend and suggest if you want to learn more about the rules package, go on congress.gov and you can go to the CRS link. Or you know what? Um, you can do a Google search. And there are so many different articles. I only put a few in my show notes, but I hope that you find them informative. And I just want to make sure that I am keeping you informed on how your government works. This was Topless Government, the Government and Politics Show. If you enjoyed it, I would be pleased if you would subscribe, rate, and review the show. We're on YouTube. We are on Spotify, Facebook, and other social other you know social media platforms where you listen to your podcast or, or watch them. Production is courtesy of Marcus Donovan, the pasteurized chef. You can check out his show, the District of Misfits show, every Sunday evening. They go live at 10 p.m., sometimes 10 p.m.-ish. This show is a District Dogface Studios production. Thank you for the opportunity to share my knowledge and love of politics. I look forward to geeking out with you again. Thank you, my citizen legislators. Peace out. Godspeed. God bless.